Act Three of The Hunchback by James Sheridan Knowles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One: A Drawing Room. And her Lord Tinsel and the Earl of Rochdale. Refuse a lord? A saucy lady, this. I scarcely can credit it. She'll change her mind. My agent, Master Walter, is her guardian. How can you keep that hunchback in his office? He mocks you. He is useful. Never heed him. My offer now do I present through him. He has the title deeds to my estates. She'll listen to their wooing. I must have her. Not that I love her, but that all allow she's the fairest of the fair. Distinguished well, twere most unseemly for a lord to love. Leave that to commoners, tis vulgar. She's betrothed, you tell me, to Sir Thomas Clifford? Yes. That a commoner should thwart a lord, yet not a commoner. A baronet is fish and flesh, nine parts plebeian and patrician in the tenth. Sir Tom Clifford, a man, they say, of brains. I abhor brains, as I do tools. They're things mechanical. So far are we above our forefathers. They did to their brains did owe their titles, as do lawyers, doctors. We to nothing owe them, which makes us far the nobler is it so believe me you shall profit by my training you grow a lord apace i see you meet a bevy of your former friends who fain had shaken hands with you you gave them fingers you're now another man your house is changed your table changed your retinue your horse where once you rode a hack you now back blood befits it then you also change your friends. And her Williams. A gentleman would see your lordship. Sir, what's that? A gentleman would see his lordship. How know you, sir? His lordship is at home. Is he at home because he goes not out? He's not at home, though you see him, sir, unless he certify that he's at home. Bring up the name of the gentleman, and then your lord will know if he's at home or not. Williams goes out your man was porter to some merchant's door who never taught him better breeding than to speak the vulgar truth williams having re-entered his name so please your lordship markham do you know the thing right well he faith a hearty fellow son of a worthy tradesman who would do great things with little means so entered him in the temple a good fellow on my life nought smacking of his stock you've said enough his lordship's not at home williams goes out we do not go by hearts but orders had he family blood though it only were a drop his heart would pass for something lacking such desert were it ten times the heart it is tis not enter williams one master jones hath asked to see you lordship and what was your reply to master jones i knew not if his lordship was at home 
Hmm, you'll do. Who's Master Jones? A curate, son. A curate? Better be a yeoman's son. Was it the rector's son? He might be known. Because the rector is a rising man and may become a bishop. He goes light. The curate ever hath a loaded back. He may be called the yeoman of the church. The sweating does his work and drudges on, while lives the hopeful rector at his ease. How made you his acquaintance, pray? We read Latin and Greek together. Dropping them, as, now that you're a lord, of course you've done, drop him. You'll say his lordship's not at home. So, please your lordship, I forgot to say, one Richard Cricket, likewise, is below. Who? Richard Cricket? You must see him, Rockdale. A noble little fellow, a great man, sir, not knowing whom, you would be nobody. I won five thousand pounds by him. Who is he? I never heard of him. What? Never heard of Richard Cricket? Never heard of him? Why, he's the jockey of Newmarket. You may win a cup by him, or else a sweepstakes. I bid him call upon you. You must see him. His lordship is at home to Richard Cricket. Bid him wait in the ante-room. Williams goes out. The ante-room? The best room in the house. You do not know the use of Richard Cricket. Show him, sir, into the drawing-room. Your lordship needs must keep a racing stud, and you'll do well to make a friend of Richard Cricket. Well, sir, what's that? Enter Williams. So please your lordship a petition. Ah, <sighs> hadst not a service mongst the Hottentots, ere thou camest hither, friend? Present thy lord with a petition. At mechanics' doors, at tradesmen's, shopkeepers, and merchants only, have such things leave to knock. Make thy lord's gate a wicket to a workhouse. Let us see it. Hmm, subscriptions to a book of poetry. Cornelius Tense, M.A., which means he construes Greek and Latin, works problems in mathematics, can chop logic, and is a conjurer in philosophy, both natural and moral. Pshaw! A man whom nobody, that is anybody, knows. Who, think you, follow him? Why, an M.D., an F.R.S., an F.A.S., and then a D.D., Doctor of Divinity, ushering in an L.L.D., which means doctor of laws, their harmony, no doubt, the difference of their trades. There's nothing here but languages and sciences and arts, not an iota of nobility. We cannot give our names. Take back the paper and tell the bearer there's no answer for him. That is the lordly way of saying no. But, talking of subscriptions, here is one to which your lordship may affix your name. Pray, who's the object? A most worthy man, a man of singular deserts, a man in serving whom your lordship will serve me, Signor Cantata. He's a friend of yours? Oh, no, I know him not. I've not that pleasure. But Lady Dangle knows him. She's his friend. He will oblige us with a set of concerts. Six concerts to the set. The set, three guineas. Your lordship will subscribe? Oh, by all means. How many sets of tickets? Two, at least. You'll like to take a friend. 
I'll set you down six guineas to Signor Cantado's concerts, and now, my lord, we'll to him. Then we'll walk. Nay, I would wait the lady's answer. Wait? Take an excursion to the country? Let her answer wait for you? Indeed. Indeed. Befits a lord not like indifference. Say an estate should fall to you. You'd take it as it concerned more a stander by than you. As you're a lord, be sure you ever of that. Make little other men make much of. Nor do the thing they do, but a right contrary. Where the distinction else twixt them and you? They go out. Scene two. An apartment in Master Hartwell's house. Master Walter discovered looking through title deeds and papers. So far as everything is, I would have it, exact in place and time. This lord's advances receive she, as I augur in the spleen of wounded pride she will. My course is clear. She comes. All's well. The tempest rages still. Julia enters and paces the room in a state of high excitement. What have my eyes to do with water? Fire suits them better. True. Yet must I weep to be so monitored, and by a man, a man that was my slave, whom I have seen kneel at my feet from morn till noon, content with leave to only gaze upon my face and tell me what he read there, till the page I knew by heart I gained to doubt I knew, emblazoned by the comment of his tongue, and he to lessen me let him come here on monday week he ne'er leads me to church i would not profit by his rank or wealth though kings might call him cousin for their sake i'll show him i have pride you are very right he would have had to-day our wedding-day i fixed a month from this he prayed and prayed i dropped a week he prayed and prayed the more i dropped a second one still more he prayed and i took off another week and now i have his leave to wed or not to wed he'll see that i have pride so he ought oh for some way to bring him to my foot but he should lie there why twill go abroad that he has cast me off that there should live the man could say so or that i should live to be the leavings of a man thy case i own a hard one hard twill drive me mad his wealth and title i refused a lord i did that privily implored my hand and never cared to tell him on't so much i hate him now that lord should not in vain implore my hand again you'd give it to him i would you'd wed that lord that lord i'd wed or any other lord only to show him that i could wed above him give me your hand and word to that there take my hand and word the lord has offered you his hand again he has your father knows it he approves of him there are the title deeds of his estates sent for my jealous scrutiny all sound 
no flaw, no speck, that e'en the lynx-eyed law itself could find, O Lord of many lands, in Berkshire half a county, and the same in Wiltshire and in Lancashire, across the Irish Sea a principality, and not a rood with bond or lien on it. Wilt thou give the Lord a wife? Wilt thou make thyself a countess? Here's the proffer of his hand. Write thou content, and wear a coronet. Julia, eagerly. Give me the paper. There, here's pen and ink. Sit down. Why do you pause? A flourish of the pen, and you are a countess. My poor brain whirls round and round. I would not wed him now, were he more lowly at my feet to sue than e'er he did. Wed whom? Sir Thomas Clifford. You're right. His rank and wealth are roots to doubt, and while they lasted, still the weed would grow, howe'er you plucked it. No, that's all, that's done. Was never lady wronged so foul as I? <laughs> Weeps. Thou art to be pitied. Julia, aroused. Pitied? Not so bad as that. Indeed thou art to love the man that spurns thee. Love him? love if hate could find a word more harsh than its own name i'd take it to speak the love i bear him <laughs> weeps write thy own name and show him how near akin that hates to hate julia writes tis done tis well i'll come to you anon goes out julia alone i'm glad tis done i'm very glad tis done i've done the thing i ought from my disgrace this lord shall lift me above the reach of scorn that idly wags its tongue where wealth and state need only beckon to the crowds to lord then how the tables change the hand he spurned his betters take let me remember that. I'll grace my rank. I will. I'll carry it as I was born to it. I'll warrant none shall say it fits me not. But one and all, confess, I'll wear it bravely as I ought. And he shall hear it. Ay, and he shall see it. I will roll by him. In an equipage would mortgage his estate but he shall own his slight of me was my advancement love me he never loved me if he had he'd never have given me up love's not a spider's web but fit to mesh a fly that you can break by only blowing on it he never loved me he knows not what love is or if he does he has not been o'er cherry of his peace and that he'll find when I'm another's wife, lost, lost to him forever. Here's again, why should I weep for him? Who makes their woes deserves them? What have I to do with tears? And her Helen. News, Julia, news. What? Is it about Sir Thomas? Sir Thomas, say you? He's no more Sir Thomas that cousin lives as heir to whom his wealth and title came to him was he not dead no more than i am dead i would twere not so what say you julia nothing i could kiss that cousin couldn't you julia wherefore 
Why, for coming back to life again, as twere, upon his cousin to revenge you. Helen! Indeed, tis true. With what a sorry grace the gentleman will bear himself without his title. Master Clifford, have you not some token to return him? Some love letter, some brooch, some pin, some anything? I'll be your messenger, for nothing but the pleasure of calling him plain Master Clifford. Helen! Or has he aught of thine? Write to him, Julia, demanding it. Do, Julia, if you love me, and I'll direct it in a schoolboy's hand, as round as I can write, to Master Clifford. Helen! I'll think of fifty thousand ways to mortify him. I've a twentieth cousin, a care-for-naught, at mischief. Him I'll set with twenty other madcaps like himself to walk the streets the traitor most frequents and give him salutation as he passes. How do you do, Master Clifford? Julia, highly incensed. Helen! Bless me! I hate you, Helen! And her modus. Joy for you, fair lady! Our baronet is now plain gentleman, and hardly that, not master of the means to bear himself as such. The kinsman lives, whose only rumoured death gave wealth to him and title. A hard creditor he proves, who keeps strict reckoning, will have interest as well as principal. A ruined man is now Sir Thomas Clifford. I am glad on it. And so am I. A scurvy trick it was. He served you, madam. Use a lady so, I merely bore with him. I never liked him. No more did I. No, never could I think he looked his title. No, nor acted it. If rightly they report, he ne'er dispersed to entertain his friends, tis broadly said, a hundred pounds in the year. He was most poor in the appointments of a man of rank, possessing wealth like his. His horses, hacks, his gentlemen a footman, and his footman a groom. The sports that men of quality and spirit countenance he kept aloof from, from scruple of economy, not taste, as racing and the like. In brief, he lacks those shining points that more than name denotes high breeding, and, moreover, was a man of very shallow learning. Silence, sir, for shame. Why, Julia! Speak not to me. Poor, most poor. I tell you, sir, he was the making of fifty gentlemen, each one of whom were more than peer afore thee. His title, sir, lent him no grace he did not pay it back. Though it had been the highest of the high, he would have looked it, felt it, acted it, as thou couldst ne'er have done. When found you out, you liked him not. It was not air today, or that base spirit I must reckon yours, which smiles where it would scowl, can stoop to hate and fear to show it. He was your better, sir, and is, I is, though stripped of rank and wealth, his nature's bove, or fortune's love or spite, to blazon or to blur it. Retires modus to helen i was told much to disparage him i know not wherefore and so was i and know as much the cause and her master walter with parchments joy my julia impatient love has foresight lo you here the marriage deeds filled up except a blank to write your jointure what will you my girl is this a lover look 
three thousand pounds per annum for your private charges <laughs> there's pin money is this a lover mark what acres forest tenements are taxed for your revenue and so set apart that finger cannot touch them save thine own is this a lover what good fortune's thine thou dost not speak but tis the way of joy with richest heart it has the poorest tongue what great good fortune's this you speak of sir a coronet master modus you behold the wife elexa of no less a man than the new earl of rochdale heir of him that recently deceased my dearest julia much joy to you all good attend you madam this letter brings excuses from his lordship whose absence it accounts for he repairs to his estate in lancashire and thither we follow when sir now this very hour this very hour o oh, cruel fatal haste o oh, cruel fatal haste what meanest thou have i done wrong to do thy bidding then i have done no more thou wast an off-cast bride and wouldst be an affianced one art thou so thou didst have the slight that marked thee out for scorn converted to a means of gracing thee it is so if our wishes come too soon what can make sure of welcome in my zeal to win thee thine thou knowest at any time i'll play the steed whose will to serve his lord with his last breast gives his last bound for him since only noon have i dispatched what well had kept a brace of clerks and more on foot and then perhaps had been to do again not finished your complete the compact firm as fate itself had sealed it give you thanks though twere my death my death thy death indeed for happiness like this one well might die take thy lord's letter well enter thomas with a letter this letter sir the gentleman that served sir thomas clifford uh, or uh, him that uh, was sir thomas uh, gave it to me for mistress julia give it me throwing away the one she holds master walter snatching it for what wouldst read it he's a bankrupt stripped of title house chattels land and all the naked bankrupt with neither purse nor trust wouldst read his letter a beggar yea a very beggar fasts unless he dines on alms how durst he send thee a letter a fellow cut on this hand and that bows and is cut again and bows again who pays you fifty smiles for half a one and that given grudgingly to you a letter i burst with horror thus i treat his letter tears and throws it on the ground so i was wrong to let him ruffle me he is not worth the spending anger on i prithee master modus use dispatch and presently make ready for our ride you helen to my julia look a change of dresses will suffice she must have new ones matches for her new state haste friends my julia why stand you pouring the air over the ground time flies your eyes astound you never heed you'll play my lady countess like a queen they go out end of act three